I said, go if you want to go, stay if you want to stay. Those are lyrics from mid-1985 song from Mike and the Mechanics. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this? Well, I probably don't either, but you're going to have to come back to find out. So mid-1980s, uh, Sean, you, you've heard me talk about listening to Sirius XM, 80s on the 8, and those were the years where I was, uh, well, I listened to radio. That's all we had in the 80s, and uh, I had my own car, so the only thing I could listen to was what's on popular radio, and one of the songs that uh, I hear over and over again is by Mike and the Mechanics. Now, your first song was also, I was about to interrupt you because you said, the 80s during those those years, and I was going to say, so the living years? Yeah, that's, that's, what right. that's what you're talking about, but that's also recorded by another artist, uh, Hornsby, I think, uh, also did the living years. Really? Yeah, Hornsby did that did that as well. Uh, but the song that comes to my mind from Mike and the Mechanics is All I Need is a Miracle. And we've been talking about miracles um, for the month of May, and this past week, our senior pastor was talking about the miracles that, that Jesus has done. And when we look at that, uh, a lot of people you know, got some miracles during Jesus's time, and, but not everybody did. And so that's sort of been a topic of conversation within religious circles, Um of okay, did Jesus do miracles and then they cease? And I, I bet you've heard that before, right? Oh, yes, you absolutely. Heard, uh, miracles only happen during Jesus's time, mm-hmm. and they don't don't happen anymore. So, uh, so you you've been around people that believe that, right? I absolutely have been around people that believe that. Um, I've heard that quite a bit, and you know, and uh, it it is one it's one of those things that uh, you know that we try to explain away. You know, when we are not getting something that we think is uh, is due us a miracle. And uh, so, we, you know, we try to explain that away to say, well, Jesus didn't do those anymore. That was only when he was here on earth. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the, there's some extremes in this line of thinking, and that's one of those extremes where there is no healing now. And when we talk about healings, we're literally talking about miracle. What right. Mike and the mechanics are saying, all I need is a miracle. All I need is you. And I think probably during the song is probably talking about a woman, most likely. Most is, likely. Is what he's talking about. Uh, although the video is totally something different from that, which is most of the 80s videos <laughs> were. 80s. had nothing to do with the song <laughs> at, at all, uh, except Thriller. I think Thriller actually made a one, made something that had to do with the song. But anyway, uh, one extreme that that is often mentioned that, well, healing's for everyone. God heals everyone. Well, we, we know that's really an extreme because that doesn't happen. Common uh, sense makes makes sense of that, that, mm-hmm. okay, obviously God does not heal everyone. So there's there's a couple other extremes that, that I want to bring up, and these are not a new thought. I heard them from uh, Robert Morris talking about this, that God can heal everyone by the cross, but he chooses not to. That's an extreme, truthfully. And if we think about that, which when I say that, doesn't that sound okay to you? It does. It, it, it sounds pretty pretty reasonable to mm-hmm. know God can heal anyone. 
and God can heal everyone, but he chooses not to. And you think, I can accept that, right? Right. Have you heard that before, probably? Mm-hmm. And have you ever thought about more extensive about what that can mean, though? Yes, I have. And, it, and you know, for me, it's difficult. It's difficult for me to wrap my mind around that, that God can, but God chooses not to, because I, th- and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think if we were to finish that sentence with this extreme, we would say God chooses not to heal anyone ever. Is that is that where you are there? Yeah, but or is this, yeah that's 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 what can be the extreme. The, correct. But if if you think of it in a different way, that he chooses to heal some people, right? Then he chooses not to heal another people. Then what happens to those he chooses not to heal? What do we do? We're blaming God for that. Mm-hmm. And and so when Robert Morris was talking about this in one of his messages, probably from ten years ago. It it made sense that we we can't really keep this line of thinking, right. okay? Because of this next extreme, which is um, God God can't heal everyone, but those with little or no faith are not healed, right? And and a number of podcasts we we actually talked about this a little bit. Um, what's the problem with that one? Yeah. <laughs> well, the between those two, what you're all you've got there is blame shifting. Who's you know on the first one? You know God can do it, but God chooses not to. It's God's fault. And then the second one, you know, it's, it's we don't have we don't have enough faith. Well, you know that puts the blame that puts the blame back on us which is also dangerous territory. So if God can heal and God chooses not to heal everyone, but chooses to heal some, then you've got to find, you got to find a peaceful place in the middle. You got to find a peace. And I don't mean, I shouldn't have said in the middle. You've got to. I'm lost for words right now, Kyle. I'm so yeah, sorry. I just got. I just got stumped. And that's the that's that's the got, issue because we don't we we're gonna blank. place blame. <laughs> we're gonna place blame on 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 these on, on these extremes, right? And 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 I love what Robert Morris said. He said, "Blame is not of God. If we, if we're placing blame on either God or a person, that's not from God." That's that's from Satan. That's from the evil one. Blame is is not a good thing. Blame came from evil because we talked about this in the last series. That's right. Because Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed Satan. So that's so that's where blame started in the garden. Correct. And now now I remember what I was trying to say or what I was about to say. My mind was blank. I'm gap sorry. For you. Good. you did bridge the gap for me. So what I was going to say is on the on the flip side of that, if we think that our lack of faith will prevent God from doing something, then that I think we we give ourselves way too much credit that 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 we can we can thwart his purpose and what he and what he wants to do because uh, you know God does want you to have faith, but it's also, you know, and and, and this is one of those coffee cup verses, but it's the 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 faith the size of a mustard seed, which is very, very small. 
very, very small. And so, and we talked about this this morning at breakfast, but, but, uh, I'm talking to Kyle there, not all of you, you weren't there, but you know, is, is our shortage of faith as we're talking about here, is it truly not enough faith? Like our faith builds this healing energy in God, or is it that we, we have faith and the faith of a mustard seed is that we we've, we've got enough, but perhaps the God we have our faith in is one of our own creation, one who's uh, as they say in a box, who is limited, one one whose whose uh, whose abilities are limited to what we can comprehend. Yeah, and and when I, when I think about about what what Christ has done for us and the example that he set. And we look at the new Testament and acts of the apostles, mm-hmm. which, which we'll talk about uh, actually this Sunday. Um, it's evident that there's healing takes place. Uh, it's healing. It's evident that uh, even the people who are healed died. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so what we're, we're looking at is, there's always a purpose in healing. Yes. There's there's always a purpose in healing. And and we're we we have to understand that from a human perspective. And unfortunately, we don't get to see it mm-hmm. most of the time. Right. Most of the time we don't get to see it. Uh this you know, this, this whole idea of healing, by the way, Psalm 103.3 says he forgives sins and heals all diseases. And, and that's, that's encapsulated in one verse. And, 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 and so, uh, so we, we're thinking about this, you know, he, he bore our sins mm-hmm. on the cross, but we still sin. Right. Right. And so same thing. He bore our sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Isaiah talks about this, but we still get sick. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we have to understand all this is is going on. Why we're in a fallen world? Mm-hmm. So we're in a fallen world. So everything is not perfect. Everything is not going to work out the way we want it to. Uh, it's 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 all about you know uh, God's purposes for us. And I think. It's important to note that we often will cast this aside or forget about it temporarily, especially when we're in a trial and we're needing a miracle. But when it comes to healing, you know, our spiritual healing is of utmost importance to God. It is, it is, uh, you know, far more important than the reparation of our bodies and here on this earth. And so, you know, it's in some of that, you know, when you're when you're crying out like you see David do, like you've seen Paul do, like we see all these examples in scriptures when you're when you're crying out to God for healing, for a miracle. Maybe it's not healing, but a miracle, you know, restoration of a relationship. You know, what God is most concerned with in that is your relationship with him and how that influences other people and and how you live your life. And that is just so much more important. And we lose sight of that. We lose sight of the fact that it's, that it's all about spiritual healing. 
and, and I will talk about a lady from the mid-1990s. Her name was Sandra Williams. My first church, I was assigned a church in Florida um, as uh, the only pastor. Uh, I would say senior pastor, but that's that's misleading. Right. I'm the only pastor. I was the only paid person on staff at the church, so I was the pastor. Sandra Williams uh, had I had two kids, both in uh, high school. Uh, well, one was in high school. One was uh, probably middle school at the time. Was just a wonderful lady of faith. Got diagnosed with ovarian cancer while I was her pastor. And and this church, um, probably some like, some like some churches you've been in the past, a smaller in number, but deep in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I would call prayer warriors in the church, a lot of people that um that that had a great walking relationship with Jesus and it was evident when you talked to them. Right. And this was Sandra. Uh, she was this way. Got ovarian cancer. And back then, um, you know, ovarian cancer was 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 not very positive. Uh treatments were not that advanced as they are today. And so she probably battled a couple of years with that, but what did our church do? Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were praying, mm-hmm. praying for Sandra. She came to the kneeling rails. We laid hands on her. Uh, we believed in healing. A couple of weeks before she uh, actually died, you know, I just, you know, was talking to her, and uh, and I said, you know, Sandra, we have, you know, we we are still praying for healing, and she and she knew uh, the time was coming. Mm-hmm. She said, Kyle, I am healed. I mean, as the fluid was building up in her body, literally suffocating her from the inside Mm -hmm. out, she said, I I am healed. And that was to your point. Yes. And and, because we live in a fallen world, you know, guess what? Our bodies will fail. Right. And sometimes God chooses, I hate to use that word, just life happens, death happens. It does. Right? It does. And, you know, and it's, we... We get in this we get in this frame of mind where you know we have we have this relationship with God. Well, as you said, we're in a fallen world and you know, our sin, our illnesses, our sicknesses, all those things you've already covered were taken care of on the cross. Jesus took care of all those things, but like you said, we, you know, we we drove him to the cross with our sin. We nailed him to the cross with our sin, and we continue to sin. And so, the only saving grace we have is just that: is the the mysterious and abundant grace of God. And so, I it leads me to 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 ask, you know, just pose the question, and it's actually a rhetorical question, but. And when we're thinking, why do we, why have I not gotten a miracle? Why does God choose who gets miracles and who doesn't? Then, you know, the bigger question is, why why does anybody get a miracle? Yeah. Why does anybody get one? Because, you know, the, the cross is that, is that miracle? Yeah. And, and, um, and, and I started thinking about this question: What is what is a better witness of God's grace? Uh, living th- through your um, diagnosis, treatments, and and suffering, and being a witness to God's mm-hmm. spirit in your life as you go through that, 
or actually getting that miracle, such as a James Barnes who was declared right. dead three hours later, he he rose again. That's right. You know, which is a better witness? Both and. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a it's not a matter of which one is better. That's right. You, because in both of those, the witness of Jesus is evident. James Barnes, uh, and and we'll jump into this in just a second. So James Barnes, the plan for his life was to witness to what God can do, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and how he brought James through cancer, healed him, resurrected him literally. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's literally evident of that of of God's grace walking day in and day out and he's sharing that story. Seven years later. Except yes. Yes. And and San, Sandra Williams, I'm still talking about her. Mm-hmm. I'm still talking about her from nineteen mid nineteen nineties, and her her son has gone on to be a missionary in China, now a pastor, and still has a heart for the Chinese people. He lives in Michigan. Uh, her her daughter has carried on her legacy of being a teacher and a makeup and influencing children to this day. Um, so they're both, but they're both evidence. Both evidence of of what God can do, uh, healing in a person's life, whether it's physical to testify to what God can do, or whether it's the the, the spiritual component of God's grace was sufficient uh, for them. So, yes. Have you have you ever talked to someone and they make a statement, and that statement just baffles you to the point that you're literally speechless. You just don't you don't even know what to say. I asked that question because that happened to me. About a year ago, a lifelong friend who has, a, I mean, she was basically part of the family and growing up, well, she has, she's moved to Georgia, lives in Georgia, and uh, we all keep in contact sporadically. And well, about a year ago, she calls me and she said, uh, you know, there's something I got to tell you. I have stage three colon cancer. And man, it knocked me down. And so I had all these questions about the plan, the treatment, you know, are you concerned about this? Are you concerned about this? And she stopped me and she said, because I made the, I made the comment. I said, I can tell in your voice that you're worried. And she said, I am, but I'm not worried about any of that. She said, my biggest concern is that I will waste this opportunity because I have, she said, that's how I'm having to look at this. This is an opportunity that God has given me to witness, to live what I've been claiming all these years and to make something out of this. And she said, and this is, this is a huge opportunity for me to, to point out everything that my God is doing in my life. Speechless. Didn't know what to say to that. Yeah. And, and that goes a little bit to where we want to close out because we're going to talk about this uh, in part three of the sermon series, that um, you know, Jesus never uh, healed anyone that was not in God's plan. He didn't want to thwart God's plan. Right. I think that we talked about it, and then just just like when James Barnes was "quote unquote" resurrected, and he's living out God's plan for his life mm-hmm. now. He's on staff at our church, but he still speaks. He speaks at churches at least once a month sometimes twice a month, but he's speaking life literally into so many people day in and day out just by being on staff at our church right right now. So and and we don't we didn't know it at the time when he 
uh, was laying in a hospital in the ER, pronounced dead. We didn't know what the plan was next for him, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't waste it. Right. He, he didn't waste what God was was going to do uh, in his life. And we just we will never know about those plans. No, we don't. But you, but we can all think of a story of maybe someone we know personally or maybe just an acquaintance, but we all can think of this story where you have someone who is sick, who is who is terminally ill and you and you pray for healing and the person passes away. You know, succumbs to whatever disease or illness um that has that caused all the sickness to begin with. And then you see, after they pass, you see the influence of that person bring someone close to them to Christ, because someone who who was either had strayed or had you know expressed no interest whatsoever in someone that this this person has been praying for for years, praying for their salvation, and then that the loss of losing that parent, grandparent, whoever it is, that influence in their life is the very thing that causes them to hit the bottom and turn to Christ. And so you see the beautiful things where things like that would not happen. How many people have had their lives changed because of the James Barnes story? And let's just let's just face it, if if uh if James had been let's just say he was healed, but he was healed over time, through medical treatment, like so many people are, his story would be so different. His story would be so different. And I'm not saying he couldn't have used it, but I can promise you he probably wouldn't be speaking as much as he does That's correct. about it. And how many people have been impacted by that? That, you know, whereas any anything else would have thwarted that plan for God. Yep. And we're going to talk about the plans of of God this week a little bit more, a little more in detail. Uh, probably not won't go into a deep dive uh, this Sunday. We may take a little bit more time next uh, next podcast midweek drop next week. Uh, but I just want to close out uh, again what Mike and the mechanics said. All I the the course is simply all I need is a miracle. All I need is you. And my hunch is again Mike was probably talking about some girl in his life most likely. I. Don't know. I, you know, when you read lyrics, you're really not sure what, uh, what, <laughs> what it actually means sometimes. But if I could reword or re, repurpose the chorus, and what what I would say is, all I need is a miracle. All I need is you, and that you is Jesus. Yeah. No matter what. Correct. I mean, no matter what. I, I need I need you, Jesus, to walk with me as I'm looking for a miracle. Or I'm looking to you, Jesus, to give me that miracle. Right. Either, either way, the 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 still is still the same. I'm, mm-hmm. I, miracle is Jesus, and that's 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 the miracle uh, that that we all should be looking for. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, I heard Louis Giglio say one time, and years ago, and it has stuck with me that, um, and he was this was in the context of giving your testimony. And what details to include and all that. But, but but what he said that stuck out to me that is relevant here is he said, everyone who has come to Christ was dead and is now alive. And you can't top that. That's it. I mean, that is the miracle right there. And everyone who has come to Christ, every follower of Christ has experienced that. And those who have not 
it's readily available. And we'll leave it right there. Thank you all for joining with us. Uh, thanks again, Sean, for uh, spending a few few moments with us. Uh, may God bless you, and may he keep you, and may he keep bringing this podcast up on your phone or your device, wherever you are listening. Have a great weekend. This is Sean and Kyle. Peace out. Peace out.